The Hideous Creature Show. Come on. I'll show you. Heckle me. Go ahead. Listen, I'm very busy and I got a sore throat. Come on. Heckle me. Come on. Don't worry. Hit me hard. Get off the stage, you fucking moron. I've taken shits more interesting than you are. You're not but Larry Sanders' personal fuck bitch. So shut your fucking fat face and get your goddamn bloated ass off the stage, motherfucker. Jesus, Hardy. Good comeback. City of Roses, Portland, Oregon, inside 2202, a.k.a. the Brooklyn Zoo via the internet. The date is Wednesday, June 18th, 2014, and I'm one of your hosts, and my name is June. And my name is Jenny. And this, this of course is a Hideous Creature Show, episode number 207. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming along and playing fake radio with us on the internet. All right, Jenny, I have a funny story. I love funny stories. I'm going to paint you a picture here. Okay. Okay. It's a Saturday, and I have to work. (laughs) Thank you, everybody. Have a wonderful, (laughs) wonderful two weeks. No, uh, I was downtown, and I'm in one of the buildings with an elevator, and I'm in the elevator. And the night before, I ate those uh, Trader Joe meatballs that give me the horrible gas. (laughs) And, and it's a Saturday, and I'm in the I'm in the uh, elevator. I'm thinking, what's the chances of somebody getting off? I'm on the third floor. I've only got you know two more to go, and I'm I'm home free. It's a weekend. And it's a weekend, yeah. exactly. So I let it loose, and it is a devil fart. This thing stinks so bad. You let it loose, knowing you would be trapped in with your own fart too. I I, I, I just it's one of those farts. That it was it was it had to go. It had to come. It out. was it was causing issues. It was a troublemaker. Yeah. And so I let it go, and sure enough, bing, somebody's getting on. Was it a cute girl? It was a it was a woman. And I thought to myself before the door opens, I'm like, oh my god, what if it's somebody that just hit the button and walked away? So there's a there's a small chance that they they might have, you know, they might not be yeah, embarking. That ain't happening. No, no. So the so it starts to. It's open. not like a, a dine and a, a ring and dash. No, no, it's not. And uh, I'm thinking, oh shit, I'm gonna get caught, and this thing is just. It just got out, you know. The, I mean? the air in there was green. It, well, it, it just got out, you know. It, I hadn't even smelt it yet, but I knew because all day I've been dealing out these fucking Tyrannosaurus of farts. <laughs> and uh, so I'm thinking, oh my god, what do I do? Do I, do I own up to it? You know, do I start? I start going through all this shit in my head. I start thinking I could just pick up my, pick up my shoe and pretend, you know, like I have dog shit on it or something. And then I went, nope. Nope, I got it. I got it. I know what I'm going to do. And I thought, am I really going to do this? Am I? No, I shouldn't do it. And I go, yeah, I'm going to fuck it. You only live once. So door opens and this woman does come in. She was an older woman. And as soon as she walks in and she turns around, the door starts closing. I go, whoa, whoa, little heads up next time. And she kind of like got what was going on because she smelled it. And she goes, oh, it wasn't me. And I'm all, yeah, right, it wasn't. You did not. I totally put the blame on her. And then, you know, uh, the so there's a very awkward silence there. 
you know, because I don't say anything, and she's just like not saying anything either. And I'm to myself, I'm going, <laughs> just laughing a little bit. And then the door opens, and we both go our own way, and she just like thought that I thought she farted. And I thought that I did the right thing as an American. <laughs> I totally blamed a fart on a stranger. So how long was the... the? It was one. We She got on on two. I farted on three. I farted three, on the two, way from one. three to two. And then she got on on two. And then the doors opened and we went so our separate ways. So you knew you weren't. You didn't have to go from like the 30th floor to the no, first no, floor. No. So you were pretty short, quick. Yeah, it was a short what ride. What if she would have just like kicked in the dick or something? And just been like, you're a that fucking been liar. A, that been that would have been story. a better story. You're right. No, but yeah, she, she was like, I can't she got really embarrassed that, too, like that I thought it was her. See, I the, that's the kind of thing that I would think and I would never, ever go through with. I There was ever. a split second of me thinking not, you know, not to do it. And I just went, I, I got to do it. When you said, when you were like, oh God, should I go through with it? it that so never fast. crossed my mind that you were going to blame it on her. I thought you were going to do, I don't even know what I thought you were going to do. I went, I'm going to totally, I'm going to, I'm going to play it off. Like, like, like she did it. Like, I think she did it. And that will take the, the, the blame off of me and immediately put her on the defensive. And so when I was like, ooh, a little warning next time. And I gave it a little, you know, like a poopy oh. smell, like waving my hand in front of my face. And she goes, that wasn't me. And I'm like, all right. That, that is, I can't believe you did it. And she was, uh, she was embarrassed. She was very embarrassed. And then uh, we left and I probably never see her again. What if she like had to go back on her fucking antidepressants because of that? Over a fart? You, yeah, because you you waving a, a poopy poopy wave. Then for she's her. got bigger fish to fry. Well, this threw over the the you know the dark side. It's a butterfly effect, right? Well, so that's my story. I thought it was really funny. It's a butterfly effect, and you know what? That happened like three she weeks ago. I've been waiting to tell you for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so proud of myself. When it happened, I was like walking out with the biggest shitting grin on my face. I'm like, bum, 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 bum. You did a little jump up and kick your feet. Yeah, I did a little heel click on the way out. Later, farty girl. (laughs) So, how old was she? Like sixty? Like we're Uh, like middle age, fifty maybe? Uh, Farter. Yeah. So, but you know, maybe there was a small chance that she did fart on the other side. I'm going to tell BT that story. He's going to like that. It was good. He's going to think you're an American hero. I am an American hero. Is what he's going to think. I need a song. Chuck Norris needs to write me a song. But, all right. Well, we got a... Uh, is Chuck Norris a musician? <laughs> what? Is Chuck Norris a musician? No, I don't oh, know. Well, I mean, he could... He How could, more American can you get? What, a bald be. eagle could, you know, knock a couple notes on a oh piano, God. maybe? What if there's a band with, like, John Claude and Chuck Norris... The Expendables? And, yeah, like the Expendables fucking rock band. <laughs> it would suck so bad. I would go see them. It would suck. Okay, I got a game for us. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, Jenny. This is how the game's going to work. On the website, there is movies that are going to be coming out in 2015. When you click the highlighted movie, it links you to a page that tells you who the actors are are in the film and what the film's about. So these are already um, movies in production, these or they are, yeah. I, I, yeah, ideas of movies that are going to be released. Or they're not even ideas; they're actual. Some of them are probably in production. Okay. Most of them, I think, are in production or in post-production right now. But what we're going to do is we're going to just look at the title and try and see if we can guess what the movie's about. And I think we should also cast it. Oh, we got to cast it. Okay, you go. You go. Or you want me to go? 
Um, I'll go. Okay. Okay, so I'm just gonna pick a t- um, a title that uh, that tickles me, my fancy. Yeah. And then we're gonna go with it. Yes. Okay. Um, the first one that I see here, right here. Yeah, don't click on it. Okay. Um, so it, it also just to to tell our listeners, um, there are some on here that are like the best exotic Marigold ho- Hotel two. Right. So we won't pick any of those. We won't pick anything that is obviously. A sequel Cinderella. or something we're not gonna that pick we, Cinderella. right? We're not going to pick Cinderella because we know what that right. probably is. Okay, we're, what I'm going to pick is a little movie. The title is Desert Dancer. Uh, that's March March twentieth, uh, two thousand fifteen is the release date on this little gem. Oh my god! It even shows you. I didn't realize it actually shows you March twentieth, not just March. Oh no, it's coming out in March. Desert 20th. Dancer. Okay, Jenny. So what's I'm getting Desert two. I'm about? getting two vibes here. The first okay. one, I'm thinking, small desert town. Okay, like in Kuwait. <laughs> no, I was thinking like you know more like a desert in island, Vegas. Oh, or in, okay. Yeah. Okay, in America. In America. Okay. Totally stereotypical. I'm getting like showgirls, but in the desert. Like she's Nomi Malone of the desert and she wants to make it on Broadway. How's she going to get out of her desert town? But I'm also getting a little bit of Mad Max. Oh. So I don't know how to combine those two. Burning Man. But I'm. Th- <gasps> okay. Desert Dancer is a fucked up girl in at Burning Man who just wants to make it big. And she's. Make it big at Burning Man? They're make it big at, in, in Hollywood. Oh, she's trying to break through. So, so it's a documentary break, about a she's dancer. She's trying to break through to get her big break by fucking a bunch of loadies at Burning Man. What's a loadie? You know, people get loaded. A loadie. Did you just make that up? <laughs> no. Yes, you did. No, I did I think you did. You never I've never heard, heard the that. term no, loadie. I've never heard loadies before. Totally loadies. <laughs> she's going to dance fuck a bunch of loadies? At Burning Man. <laughs> Okay, who uh, who's in it? Do you want help? If you want, if, yeah, if no, you I want, want help, you go. Uh, I want it to kind of be a sequel to um, Showgirls. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was originally going with in my head was a sequel, like Showgirls two. Yeah, like Desert Dancer, down on her luck, trying to make it big against the badass bitch on Broadway. Right. And she so, gets discovered at Burning Man. Yeah. God, life's gotta suck. So let's see who's big. Who's big on the on the Demi Moore? No, she's like fucking fifty years old. Yeah, that's what I mean. She's older, and she's you know she went. Are we talking showgirls? Or are we talking about that one movie that uh, uh, striptease or stripper? No, showgirls Sh- is that. I mean, it's like that dirty ass movie with the chick from Saved by the Bell. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. Well, let's recast her. She's yeah, old, she's broken no, down. Okay, she's, she's a got new Nomi Malone. AIDS. She's just ugh, okay. stabbed over vagina. It's disgusting. Okay, so Dem- Demi Moore, and then she's got to have some like fucking rotten, like pimp, pimp kind of guy that's that's trying to help her on the scene, uh, but he's really, really just tearing her down. Right. Uh, I'm I'm seeing Tom Cruise as a bit part in this, kind of like you know he like he did in uh, in what you call it. Uh, Tropic Paradise or Tropic, Tropic Thunder? Tropic Thunder. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, that same character, too, like with the big Popeye oh, forearms. And what, if we're going to go for it here, we're going to get a Demi Moore, we're going to get a Tom Cruise. You know who we need in it. We need a fucking Emilio Estevez okay. to come in to round it out like a St. Elmo's Fire type thing. Okay, I like it. And there's a saxophone the, playing Rob the, Lowe somewhere. Yeah, they'll get the the brat, the brat pack in there a little bit to get, get our generation in on it. I like it. He's the love interest. Emilio Estevez okay, is okay. the love like interest. He, they had divorced a while. and uh, But they, he's the only one that really brings, really lifts her up. He's the only one that sees what she has. Everybody just wants to use and it. And then he shows up at Burning Man with their kids, and they see her like all with the, all the loadies. All the <laughs> loadies. <laughs> all right, you want to see what it's really yeah, about? All yeah, right, I we think go. we nailed it. All right, it's starring, I don't know any of those words. What? I don't either. This is this is some this kind is of fucking Spanish or something. Yeah, this is actually I think a Middle Eastern movie. <laughs> I think it is. Oh, too. Frida Pinto. That's the woman that was in Slumdog Millionaire. Okay. Um, and Reese Ritchie, Tom Cullen, and Simon Casadinadas. All right. So the storyline is set in Iran. Set in Iran, uh, this film is the story of Ashkin Gafarian, who risked everything to fight for his dreams of becoming a dancer. Reese Ritchie plays Gafarian, whose story is set against the backdrop in this 2009 protest that ignites a movement towards greater freedoms. Just like we said, the freedom to dance. We were pretty much perfectly right. I think we were spot on on that. I, I call that one a win. Yep, that's five stars. Well, what I will say is I'd go see our movie before I go see that turd of a movie. Yeah, I don't want to see that. Sounds boring. Freedom Dancer. Fuck you. All right, so the next one that I have is uh, called, uh, it's due February 27th, 2015. It's called Focus. Mm. Now, this film I see is kind of a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a rom-com. I'm thinking maybe... Let's see. Who do we want in there? Paul Rudd. Paul Paul Rudd. Okay. And maybe a little bit of Will Ferrell as his wise sage-like friend. And what it is, it's a blind man, but he can he can see the future, right? But okay. he can only see it unfocused. So he can't see precision. And what happens is they get into a whole load of, of mischief and stuff because they, they're trying to make money. And they're trying to bet on stuff, but they can't quite see the score on the game. It's like Brewster's they, Millions. Right, they can't see who really won the fight. You know, everything's kind of blurry, and it gets them into all kinds of trouble. So, throw in the love interest, probably Drew Barrymore. I like when Drew Barrymore. When she Perfect. shows up, he begins to see everything a little more clearly. Right. But he lies to her all the time about being blind. Right. So she leaves. You no. know how it always happens at the rom-coms. Right. I, okay. Here she, she comes, and as he falls in love with her, and as their relationship starts, starts to grow, his vision becomes more acute yes. in the future. But when he she, tells her that she's lying, his vision goes back to normal. But right. he realizes that he wants to choose his well, love instead once, of seeing the future. Once he starts being able to see, he becomes a total dick. No, he sees the future and he sees somebody jump off a cliff or a building, you know, committing suicide with a broken heart. And he doesn't know if it's him. And he's so afraid that he get, he but gives he, up everything. Away. He gives up everything, goes back to her so that he can get clarity so that the, that future doesn't happen. And he gives up all of his monies. Oh, I like that. Okay. You want to see what yeah. it's really about? Mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh, Will Smith. We're pretty close. Let's see, Margaret Roby. I don't know who that is. Uh, I don't know who any of those other people are, but we know Mil- Will Smith's in it. Right. Okay. You ready for the storyline? I am. All right. 
A veteran con man gets involved with a newcomer to the grifter business. They get involved romantically. I think it's a rom-com, but that becomes perilous in a business where they lie and cheat for a living. The complications of this encounter haunt them when they meet up again in the future. Future. Like him being able to see the future. Yeah. We were pretty close. That was exactly close. That was exactly right. And they should recast it with Paul Rudd because everything's better with Rudd. I'm surprised Rudd's in not everything like we said he would be. All right. Give me the date and everything and start going. Okay. um, The next one I'm going to do is in April uh, and it's called The Longest Ride. All right, that release date is April 3rd, 2015. What do you think? I'm thinking this has something to do with a person um, that has some uh, mental disabilities. The Longest Ride. It's about overcoming Oh, it's like a Rudy-ish. It's like Rudy, exactly. Okay. It's like, okay, so the long, what are they... What are they riding to? Okay, what it is. No, I got it. Okay, what happens is a special needs uh, person ends up writing a novel. And what happens is a novel becomes super, super popular, and that person becomes famous. And the the just the whole act of them being famous becomes a horrible experience for them. It's and terrifying. It's the longest ride because they 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 get all the money, they get all the fame, they, they get, get everything, everything they, they wanted, always wanted. But it's just too much. But they never wanted it. So what happens at the place? end? I don't know. At the end, um, it could be like an Andy Kaufman thing where he invites everybody to a theater. You know, for the showing when it becomes a movie, and he buys them all cookies and stuff, and they all turn into children. You know, not literally turn into children, but they're like, "Oh my God!" At the end, well, at the end, he just walks away from all of his fame, and they're like, "You're crazy, retard, Willie! Why are you walking away from all your fame?" Fuck you! Yeah, and he and he realizes that happiness is more important. And than, then he can fly, and he just flies. And away. he flies away. Like so it. I'm thinking, like maybe uh, Giovanni Ribisi. Okay. And uh, Matt Matt Dillon. Who Matt Dillon is yeah. is is his father figure? No, he, Matt Dillon is his agent that that pushes Ooh, that, him. Oh, he pushes it. him. He pushes yeah. him so hard. He's like I don't want to be famous. He goes, oh, but don't worry about it. You're gonna make money. You'll be able to help and your mom. Like your 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 special needs yeah. mom. His mom is like the A mom shut-in. from Everybody Loves Raymond. Everybody loves that bitch. Okay, yeah, we'll cast yeah. her. She's getting up there. Yeah. All right, let's let's see what it's really about. Jack Hudson, Lolita Date. Davidovich. I don't know any of Britt these people. Robinson. Oh, Alan. Scott Alan, Eastwood. Alan Alda. Alan. Oh, I know who he is. He'll be the sage advice guy. Okay, let's see. All right. Oh my God, it's really long. The story opens with a 90-year-old man snowbound and stuck in his car <laughs> after a major crash on an isolated road. As he drifts in and out of consciousness, awaiting rescue, the man sees visitors from his life. And who have died earlier. Ooh, I like Ooh. it. Together, they reminisce about their life together, including his difficulty in returning from WWE 2 and being unable to have children because of the war- of his war wound. Oh, <laughs> they shit. become renowned art collectors, and the man has 
has been lost since she died from a stroke. There is another romance between a young art history major and a handsome bull rider who we are so we nailed. There is a lot going on. Who falls in love despite coming with completely different backgrounds. Each has aspirations and dreams, and the cowboy is fighting the clock and should not be riding two day injuries, (laughs) but has a family ranch to save. This is like five different movies. This This is is a big one. This this is like the, um, the, the one crazy summer. It is. It's pretty much exactly what we thought it would be, though. Oh, my goodness. All right, you got I will one? not be seeing that. I'm not going to see that. I don't need my heart I will rate never be seeing that, ever. Oh, it's my turn. It's your turn. Okay, so mine is in June of 2015. This movie is called Inside Out. This is some. This has something to do with Face Off, the movie with John Travolta and Nick Cage. The John Woo movie, yeah. Yes, but this one is called Inside Out. Somehow they have to transform into the inside of each other and turn their faces <laughs> inside out to be disguised as bank robbers. I see this one. Not that that's that's a good idea. It's a pretty good idea. But what I see this is kind of an uh, that no, what's his name? Dennis Quaid movie where they had to shrink down and go through the body as in that tiny little uh, astronaut. What was that called? Longer. And I forgot. I'm seeing that what happens is that uh, this is a quirky it's a comedy, super comedy with Roseanne Barr. <laughs> And what happens is she gets... She's reinvented herself. She's gray hair now. Exactly. She gets a kooky disease and they have to to shrink down. It's like the Incredible Shrinking Woman with Lily Tomlin. Right. And then Lily Tomlin has to shrink down and go into this thing and find the disease and they have to zap it with lasers. And it is the, the... the runaway lesbian love story of 2000, June 2015. Ellen DeGeneres produces. She does the overdub, and it's all animated. She does the voice of Roseanne Barr shrunk down inside of... No, she does the crazy robot that has to go Roseanne with... Roseanne Barr with, uh, has to shrink down inside of Lily Tomlin. No, didn't you hear a word I said? <laughs> yeah, they go in and get the disease, right? Inside their sure. own body? No. no. Fuck it. Yes, they do that. That's what they do. They shrink down and go into Roseanne Barr's body. And it's all it's a Pixar movie. It's the first lesbian Pixar hilarity fest. It's going to be a tearjerker just like Toy Story right. 3. At the end, they all die. It's a tragedy. All right, let's see what it's really about. Ready? Yes. Amy Poehler. Oh, so it's going to be good. Bill Hader, Mindy Kaling. I like all these people. This film was set in the head of a young girl, Riley, uprooted from her Midwest life when her father starts a new job in San Francisco. Riley is guided by her emotions, joy, Amy Poehler, fear, Bill Hader, anger, Lewis Black, disgust, Mindy Kaling, and sadness, Phyllis Smith. The emotions live in headquarters, the control center inside Riley's mind, where they help advise her through everyday life. As Riley and her emotions struggle to adjust to a new life, turmoil ensues in headquarters, although Joy, blah, 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 she learns a lesson. Look, is it look who's by. Look who's by. Is it Pixar? It's, yes. It's an animated movie. <laughs> we were, again, perfectly correct. This movie sounds actually pretty funny. It does. It sounds creative. Okay. The next one I pick um, comes out in July 24th of 2015, and it's called Trainwreck. Okay, I got it. I got okay. it. Okay, this is about, this is like kind of a Brady Bunch themed 
film. It's again a wacky comedy, okay, live action, and it is a mom, a, a not a single mom, but a, a pre-married mom with children, a pre-married father with children from uh, you know another or that family and they get together and it is a train wreck. Okay, when I first read the name train wreck, the first thing that came into my head, Adam Sandler. Okay. Because all of his movies suck. And Drew Barrymore. So, yeah, they get together. Wacky. My kids are mean. My kids are super nice. My kids kids hate your kids. Why Fuck are you spraying kids? water all yeah. over the place? <laughs> You don't put that much soap in the washing machine. Blah, 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 blah. But of course, in the end, they all get along. They all realize they need each other. They need. They never had happiness like this. Nope, exactly. Ever. I think that's perfect. All I right. like it. Ready? Let's reveal what it really is. Okay. Judd, Judd Apatow, Apatow. Amy Schumer. Uh, Barkad Abdi. Mike B- Berbiglia. John good. Cena. He's a wrestler. All right, ready? No plot ah! details have been announced. <laughs> so we're, we're so again, we're, we're going to We wrote right. it. We can just email Judd and tell him that we have it figured out. All right, we got one more. God, what a fucking buzzkill, Judd Apatow. Oh, shit. All right, this next one I have is called The Nest, and it is due in December 2015. It's got to be horror, right? The Nest. Yeah, it is horror. It's got to be a horror movie. Okay, these kids that live, they make it seem like it's going to be a Goonies type of thing. Okay. It's on the Oregon coast, and you can see that big haystack rock Mm -hmm. from the Goonies, so you kind of feel a little familiar, and it brings down your defenses. You're like, this is going to be a fun-filled romp. But it's not. What it is, it's a bunch of kids that are out in the woods, and they find a a fucking pterodactyl. A pterodactyl <laughs> nest. <laughs> and, and they think it's so cute because they find the baby. They find the eggs. And they, what they yeah. do is they take the eggs back home. And uh, no, what, yeah, well, before that, they, they don't show you is that they, the, it's not a pterodactyl. It's like a, a super creepy flying creature that gets shot down by hunters and leaving the eggs there. For the children to find. And once they find and they bring them back home, they don't tell their parents. Mm-mm. No, they put in their closet like E.T. style. And exactly. And they put the stuffed bears all around mm-hmm. it. And they all have their the Smurfs heat, and Care Bears. And they hatch. And once they hatch, chaos ensues. Okay? So they're not, they're, they're birds from this time, not dinosaurs, but they're fucked up birds. Yeah, they're, they're like mutant They're birds. horror birds. They're birds made by the government they're, birds. They're blood birds. They are blood sucking birds. They have like a a, a curbosis. So comes let's out see. Nick Cage people. is definitely the dad in this one. Nick Cage is the dad. Um, I don't know. Some unknown child actor is. Jer- uh, Jennifer Jess- Jess- Jason Lee is the mom. And they, then kids, kid actors. And McConaughey. Let's throw McConaughey, McConaughey in for in fun. A, he's the, uh, the guy that, that uh, he says, you, you, you shouldn't be shooting at yeah. a bird like that. Hey, kid, come over here. They're like, don't go near Creepy Willie. Creepy Willie's gross. He's terrifying. His pee is always out. <laughs> he keeps whittling that same piece of wood. <laughs> he's an Oscar winner now. He can. And he's dressed like yeah. a Native American. <laughs> and he's bongos all right. the time. Okay. Ready? Yep. Reveal. Tina, Tina Fey. Fey, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, James Brolin from what? the Goonies, right? Yeah. Madison Davenport. I don't know who that is. Hmm. Here we go. A comedy based on the childhood diaries of the screenwriter, Paula Pell. Paula Pell is the head writer from SNL. Nice. So it's probably going to be just like I said. 
fucking demon bloodbirds. Bloodbirds. I love bloodbirds. I do too. What do they, what do bloodbirds eat? Blood. Blood. They just eat blood from children. You know children. what, bloodbirds are never full. They constantly want more mm-hmm. blood. All right. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. And this I, is something I'm that we go can see revisit. all those too. movies. Um, we are going to jump into a fake break. When we come back, we got some douchebags for you. Don't move around. We'll be right back. Until then, enjoy this little audio tidbit. Get people run, run like the wind. Get people screw, screw like the wind. Even old moldy Noah didn't want to let him in. Get people, whoa, 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 wind. All right, you know the cat ladies work it in their shoes and their coats. I saw one take down a big zebra just by biting his throat. All from fake break what a wonderful fake break that was okay jenny i'm drinking schlitz high gravity you are it uh it is 8.5 on the alcohol uh, mover meter you know it's good because it's in a black can Uh uh-huh and black and gold so you know because i'm accustomed to the finer things Schlitz High Gravity. I am choosing the PBR today, and it's actually like the highest quality beer that is in this room. Yeah, that's true. And that's pretty bad. Well, that's, well, you know what? I kind of take offense to that, Jenny. You basically attacked me. Well, because this right here was $2 and what? 15 cents? Yeah, I think so. Where yours was, I think, $1.95. Yeah. Hello. This well, you have to pay high, extra for the class. gravity. What do you do? Okay, I'm going to try a taste. Here we go. I, I've drinking it before. I know it's shit. But let's, it's, it's a been gold, a while since I've had it. It's got a gold bull on it. Schlitz, high gravity. Take the bull by the horns. Ooh, that's bad. Here. All right. Try a taste. All right, so... Oh, God. It was, yeah, it's bad, huh? Oh, it's really bad. Oh, it's so bad. It's going to make me sleepy, though, which is good. It's almost bedtime. It's very bad. So it was my birthday, Jennifer Kaler, and I didn't get anything from you, I which know. is okay. That's okay. I know. You're, a good, you're still a good friend. It's true. Little, uh, I, I don't tell you how many points you lost, but you did lose a little bit. I brought you some salt from the, from the sands of Hawaii. That's true. You did. And I appreciate that. But yeah, it wasn't but, a very thought out gift though. But I will tell you, Rob, Chef Rob, Seattle Rob sent me a gift. Do you want to see what he got? I me? do. Oh I, I, it's in my pocket. Hold on. Oh my god, it really is in your pocket. Yeah. Check that out. Brass knuckles with skulls on them. It's can I try it yeah, on? Yeah, of course you can. Uh, Chef Rob sent me some uh, authentic brass knuckles for my birthday. I've never worn brass knuckles before. Here, punch something. Uh, Here, hold hold it one sec. Here, punch your bottle. No, no. Hold hold, hold, hold. on. You could fuck shit up with that, huh? Did you see that water? I did. It was like punching Rocky in the face. Wow. 
I wanted to say, uh, well, if you hadn't heard before, I, we did an episode where I rattled off a bunch of shit that I wanted for my birthday. Brass Knuckles was and one. And Brass Knuckles was on there, and Chef Rob Sevchek sent me some Brass Knuckles, and they're awesome. I, uh, I wear them when I play Grand Theft Auto or when I'm taking a poop. And, you know, there's nothing more good. emasculating than when you're you can't really pull the sh- push the shit out, but that will scare good. a poop into falling out of you. I like the do you way like the, it. Yeah, I like the way they look. They feel good too, right? Mm-hmm. Like you could do some. Let me hold on. Uh, there's nothing I can punch in here. Well, oh. that that'd hurt. Well, it's the, never gonna it's never gonna touch flesh. With the with the skulls sticking out, that's where the that's where the real uh, pressure points are. Well, you know what I thought about it? That's where you would be identified when you punch somebody and there's skull mark on their face and they're mm-hmm. like, it was that guy! And you're like, what? You're I'm like, the only one here with brass knuckles with skulls on them. That guy got buntened. He got buntened. But anyway, thank you, Sevchek. Rob, thank you That's so really much. Good. It's, it's super cool. I know. It, it, I totally dropped the ball. One, uh, I did wear these to the store once when I went uh, to go buy wine the other day, and I thought, oh, if it's getting held up, I'll punch him in the face and be a, on the news. You'll be a hero. And you know, I th- and then you know, I elaborated on the story, and uh, I thought, oh no, no, I'm not a hero. No, no cameras. Wait, I'm no cameras. I'm not a hero. I did just what it just you know what you would have done if I you did. Were. That's Please, what they I all. Said, that's no, what the heroes away, always say. Get away from me, camera. Go, go, go. Then, the camera with mm-hmm. the brass knuckles and then run away. <laughs> That's what they always say. I, di- I did what any man would have done. I did what you would have done if you were there. And I, yes, I was drunk on Schlitz high gravity. That's what made They're like, sir, you didn't punch anybody. You didn't punch a robber at all. That was an old woman. <laughs> it was the high you. gravity. It was high gravity talking. Anyway, thank you, Rob. It's awesome. And uh, Jen- I like that you just no had them fa- in your pocket. Well, I, duh. We're doing a show, and I knew we were going to do right, this. Right, right. Um, but I wanted to say, Jenny, you lost points. I think Rob's ahead of you. Yeah, I think so. I and think as he should be. As he should be. He should be. Snoopy Snowcone. Holy shit, you're right. And now Brass Knuckles. What have I done? A pork sword? You got The pork sword is pretty creative, though. I give you creative points for that. Yeah, but that was a long time ago. And uh, I haven't done shit since you then. You haven't done it. Well, you kind of... Now, once Jolene is in her, like, when she's eight, I expect some fucking gifts. I oh, know. But you get you kind of get a free pass for the next couple of years. I know I got to milk the 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 young child for a little while you longer. Should. I don't have any time. That's I can't okay. be a good friend. That's all right. Okay, well, let's go into douchebags the week for episode one hundred. Whoa, episode two hundred and seven of yeah. the hideous creature show. I'm gonna fly her brains out. I was going fishing. It sounds like it sounds like what you were fishing for was sex with a 12 year old girl. Aging doctor douchebag. Infamous British prisoner Charles Bronson, which is the name of an actor, right? Right. He's yeah. he's an English uh, inmate, kind of an artist inmate. I watched a documentary on him the other day. Of course, you kind did. of a fascinating guy. He's completely bald with the. That kooky handlebar mustache. He looks like he should be riding a bike with a huge wheel in front and a tiny wheel in back. Yeah, he looks like he should be lifting those those giant those old timey weights that say like one thousand, <laughs> one billion pounds. Um, anyways, infam- um, infamous British prisoner Charles Bronson wrote this month that he buttered himself up and brawled with twelve prison guards after his least favorite soccer team won. After Arsenal was victorious in the FA Cup, I guess Arsenal is the name of the soccer. 
team. Okay. Bronson wrote that he lost it, quote, lost it, in a letter to a friend obtained by several outlets. Bronson, and a longtime inmate notorious for brawling, is a fan of Arsenal's opponents in the match. The rumble at the prison in, in York resulted in several broken ribs for Bronson. He don't give a shit. He doesn't give it. He lives for that shit. Who said he greased himself up to make it harder for the guards in riot gear to restrain him. Quote, obviously I had my reasons and I'd sooner swallow teeth than my pride, Bronson wrote in his note. Sadly, I come off worst. Got smashed up ribs. The Independent provides a bit of background on Bronson, who is commonly referred to as Britain's most violent prisoner. Right. That's kind of his title. Uh, there's a Netflix it's on Netflix, the documentary. It's called Bronson. Check it out. It's, it's interesting. I bet it is. Um, have you ever had broken ribs before? No. Fucking I felt like I had before. So you had but bruised ribs. Yeah, bruised ribs. And they hurt like a motherfucker. They, they hurt so bad. Wake. It's funny because you wake up every day and you forget about it. And then you go to sit up and you're like, ah! And there's not really that much you can do, but it's kind of like if you have a broken finger or a toe, it's not like they can yeah, do a lot. Do. To, they just have set. to heal. Yeah. You can't set them, but laughing hurts sneezing's horrible because you can feel excuse me you can feel the sneeze coming on and then it hits and you're like ah! hiccups are terrible laughing is fucking terrible i remember one time uh, a friend of mine got broken ribs a little bit after i did i was skating and, and ended up with a couple broken ribs but he was wrestling with our friend bridget and Bridget broke two of his Tyler's Damn, ribs. Damn, Bridget. And so uh, knowing that how he had broken ribs, if and this goes out to any of the listeners, if you know a friend that has broken ribs, just make them laugh. Do whatever the fuck you can to make them lose their shit and laugh because it hurts like hell to laugh. And it's funny to see your friends in pain. It is funny. Laughter, Jenny, it's is not, the best medicine. It's not the best it's medicine. It's the best medicine. Um, so this is a little snippet that tells about his history. Uh, born Michael Gordon Peterson, Bronson was jailed for seven years in 1974 for armed robbery at a post office, but has been locked up for much of the time since uh, following a string of violent incidents, including assault, hostage taking, hostage taking and damage. Check out the documentary. It's interesting. He spent 36 years in solitary confinement, a condition that many civil and human rights groups view as torture. He is also an artist. Yeah. Um, solitary confinement scares the living shit out of me. Me the too. The idea of being stuck in there and being completely, uh, you know, just in a little tiny cell. And not only that, from what I understand or what I've seen, and this is just what I've heard of, heard of, is that just listening to the other inmates around you that are in solitary as well, like all going crazy is just it's, it sounds horrible. I know that the penal, the American penal system is considering actually considering uh, solitary confinement being a form of torture. Fun fact. Oh, no. Good I story, like Jenny. It. Thanks. Thanks. Let me go shoot myself. No problem. Um, okay, here's our next one. A very strange story is unfolding as police in Warren, Warren, Michigan. Okay. Uh, released details about a Clinton Township man who drove a deceased woman across the country from Arizona to Michigan. A 62-year-old man drove from Michigan to Arizona to pick up a 31-year-old woman with whom he was in a relationship. 62-year-old, 31-year-old. Um, the like man picked up the age. woman on May 31st from the mental health facility where she resided. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, police believe the woman ingested a number of oxycodone pills after they stopped at a gas station in Flagstaff. 
Um, oh. She returned. Uh, he returned to the van and she died almost immediately, but it wasn't until later that the man touched her and realized she was dead. The man told police he made two additional stops in New Mexico and Oklahoma where he attempted to ask the woman if she needed to exit the vehicle. After she failed to respond, uh, he determined she was deceased. I like that he he waited all that time in between to... It's like, uh, well, I'll wait till we get to New Mexico and then I'll ask her another question. And then I'll decide that she's dead. She's she's got real dry humor. I mean, he said he used his. Uh, the commissioner said he used his cell phone to search what he should do with the woman's body. Apparently, what he read oh, so on the he internet, knew. he knew what the fuck was going yeah. on. Um, Guys are fucking gross and creepy. He, what he read on the internet convinced him to continue driving to Michigan. Um, He said the man determined via the internet that he had 48 hours to present the body to a medical examiner. The woman's body remained in the passenger seat for the remainder of the drive. So he could use the carpool aid. And place sunglasses on her face and a stuffed animal in her lap. Ah, she loves them. She needed a friend. She loves Pumpy, the cute little stuffed animal. The man's 92 year old mother was also riding in the back of the van in her wheelchair. During the 20, 26 hour drive, she was unable to use, she was not able to use a restroom. The air conditioning in the van stopped working as soon as they began driving. Talk about National Lampoon's fucking vacation right here. During the drive, the man was contacted by the Arizona Mental Health Facility. They wanted to make sure the woman continued to get help when she arrived in Michigan. At this point, he informed them of her death. They called the police. Local law enforcement uh, contacted the man and urged them urged him to go to the nearest emergency room. He insisted on continuing to Michigan. Uh, the Sheriff Department 911 call. The operator informed Warren police that the man was en route to his son's home. Um, then they picked him up. Um, a neighbor who wished her identity not to be revealed said, if you ever smell a dead body before, you'll never get that out of your head. As soon as police opened the door, thank God there was a good breeze going because you would get a whiff of it once in a while. Good quote, lady. So she just rolled the windows down and just went. Yeah. And grandma or mama in the back's like, fucking helpless and she's not able to use the bathroom she probably has like a colostomy bag or something but still it's disgusting or there's poop all over the place poo poo and pee pee everywhere see that's a sad story I I mean talk about a guy that needed to get something done and just was like will not deviate I wonder why what he needed to get in I don't know. Maybe he felt like in Michigan he, you know what it was, if he got he, to his home. He's, no, he's like, I got to I gotta catch that Game of Thrones. Uh, that episode is airing. There's nothing stopping me. true. Fucking I'll deal bitch with her. died I got, next I got to me. Hours. Grandma won't stop yapping, yapping, yapping. I got to go to the bathroom in my ear. And I need to yeah. figure out what happens to What's going to happen to Peter Dinklage? Right. Who knows? Hodor. What the fuck is going on with Game of Thrones that's making everybody crazy? Yeah, so there's that. You don't watch Game of Thrones, do you? No, but my BT husband does. does. Oh, yeah. yeah. Every once in a while, I'll watch with him, but and I don't. you're just totally I, confused, right? Yeah. I don't know what's going on. It's, it gets deep, Jenny. Game of Thrones I, gets I know. Deep. It, BT gets very excited. Super deep enough to make you drive across a country with a dead body and your defecating mom in the back. You know I'd do that. If it was for uh, Game of Thrones, you yeah, know. that you got. I, you know what? Got to get to that. The TV. other day, I, I forgot. I think it was like Mother's Day. Wait, let me see. What is it? Anyway, a holiday happened and Game of Thrones wasn't on, and I threw a fit. I, was I like, know what How? Sunday you're talking about. I was like, BT Whoa, threw a fit I thought too. that there was going to be Game of Thrones on. I threw a fit. It was, it was off to the message boards, Jennifer. 
where I misspelled uh, exclamation points, <laughs> where I misspelled words with exclamation points mm-hmm. all over the internet. As you should. It was something to be seen. Well, that's a fucking douchebag. Yeah, that's pretty the, gross. And, uh, it's a douchebag for him making his poor mother, ninety-two-year-old mother, hang out with. There's that a lot dead of douchebaggery going on in yeah. this story. Did he meet her on the internet or something? I don't know. They'd been corresponding yeah, somehow. She's, I, I mean, I don't she's know. mentally ill. She's thirty-one. He's taking advantage of her and. She has access to oxycodone. Yeah. Waste of oxycodone. Okay, here is story number three. Um, A British man made a hoax bomb uh, phone call because he wanted his brother to finish work early. Hoax bomb. That's what it says. Is that what they're called? Is that the actual terminology for it? Why don't they say bomb threat? A hoax bomb? It's British. Maybe that's what they call it. He made a bomb threat. Luke Brown made the 999 call, the equivalent okay. of 911, right, right, right. claiming a bomb was due to go off in a shopping mall in six hours' time. Brown told police his brother was working in a Burger King and he wanted to go home early. He said his brother had asked him to make the call and make something up. Police <laughs> said the call was astonishing in its stupidity. Whoops. Hold on. They carried out a discreet sweep of the shopping mall, but soon it was established it was a hoax. Um, He's been sentenced to six months in jail. So not a very long story, story, but you know, Burger King is a shitty place to work. You got to get off. You know what? I need to get out of here, Bill. You got to get out of there. Jenny, Jenny, I need to get off work. Do something. No, I've never done a uh, like any kind of uh, thing like that. I've never pulled a fire thing in a school or I pulled a fire thing once, but I was under the influence of uh, PCP. Yes, never do PCP. I was like <laughs> running to every building pulling it. No, I had my teeth pulled and I was coming out of there and I was like maybe 10 years old and I saw a fire alarm and for some reason I just pulled it. I was very high and very young yeah. and we took off. We didn't we left. But, you know, getting out of work early, Burger King's not, you know, not you got to get out of I'll there. I'll do anything to get out of here. Like, you know what? My dad has a gun. He wanted to have it his way. Go get the <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. It's awful. It's fucking awful. It's cute. Fucking awful. I like it when you you just go for it, Jenny. It's awful. It's good. What else? Okay, here's our final story, and this one is a good. This one's gonna tickle your fancy, I think. A grandmother has shocked her friends and family after revealing she's having a baby with her own grandson. Jesus. Pearl Carter, 72, says she's never been happier after being in an incestuous relationship with her 26-year-old grandson, Phil Bailey. Oh, Phil. The pensioners from Indiana is using, she's using her pension to pay a surrogate mother so they can have a child. So she's not knocked up. She's obviously gone through menopause. But her body can, oh, they're not, her her ovaries aren't producing eggs. Right. She can still, the oven's still working. Well, no, she's going to use her grandson's sperm and another woman oh, to make okay. a baby. Oh, okay, so the oven's off. They can, the, the bakery oven is, is closed. closed. Bakery? Definitely. Bakery? That bakery? Closed. Which is, when I first read this, I was like, how does a 72-year-old woman get knocked up? But she doesn't. She just she wa- just she just wants the baby because you know who's best at raising a baby Grandma. a seventy two year old is who right they're really in Why touch. Why am I so tired all the time? <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, she says, I'm not interested in anyone else's opinion. I'm in love with Phil, and he's in love with me. Soon I'll be holding my son or daughter in my arms, and Phil will be the proud dad. People get crazy when they fall in love. They do. And then you fall in love with your grandson. Love conquers all. Love, love is a beautiful thing, Jenny. Let me tell you a story about love. This should have been one of our movies right here. Oh, no shit. God damn. Next what would time, be the name, douchebags first. What would be the name of the, like, reverse reverse, reverse it? We got to come up with the name of the movie for this. Love Insist. I don't know. Is that bad? I think that's kind of shitty. What do you got? Um, I've fallen and I can't get my baby. <laughs> um, uh. I'm thinking medical alert bracelets. Uh I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll see if I come up with something. Her lover is the son of Pearl's daughter, Lynette, who she put up for adoption when she was 18 years old. And I have a question for you. Okay, I'm confused by that. How do you put somebody up for adoption who is legally 18 years old, if who's you, legally an adult? Okay, if you, st- if you don't stop asking me that question, I'm putting you up for adoption. And why would you wait 18 years? That's a good question. If you hated her so bad. You know what it was? This is what it was, Jenny, is that she kept threatening to put her her daughter up for adoption for like 15 years. If you don't knock that shit off, I'm going to put you up for adoption. And finally, one day, she just had it. She's Um, like, that's it. Put it in when she was 17 and six months, and it took six months for the the paperwork to go And the daughter's like, fuck you. I'm 18. What do I care? I can vote now. I'm out of here. Well, Grandma got what she wants. Grandma always gets what she wants. That's the title of the movie. Yes. Grandma gets what she wants. How Grandma got her groove back. Ooh. (laughs) Um, When his mother passed away. Starring Tyler Perry. Yeah, it's totally Tyler Perry. Yeah. Uh, when his mother passed away, so this woman who was given up for adoption at age 18 died. Phil tracked down his long-lost grandmother, who had put her up for adoption, and they quickly fell in love, obviously. Pearl told New Idea magazine, from the first moment I saw him, I knew we, we would never have a grandmother-grandson relationship. Her name's Pearl? Yeah. <laughs> for the first time in my life, I felt sexually alive. It was during their second week together after dinner and wine that Pearl made her move. I called Phil into my bedroom, sat him on my bed, and then I leant, leaned over and kissed him. Oh. I expected rejection, but instead he kissed me back. Phil revealed, I wanted to kiss her there and then. My feelings were overwhelming. I love Pearl with all my heart. I've always been attracted to older women, and I think Pearl's gorgeous. Now I'm going to be a dad, and I can't wait. Yes, we get laughed at and bullied when we go out and kiss in public, but we don't care. Bullied? You can't. They get bullied? <laughs> <laughs> they take her walker. They get bullied. Why is everybody nowadays thinking they're getting bullied? I know. What, bully, Fuck off. Bully is such an overused word. Oh, yeah. It's overused. You're getting ridiculed because you're disgusting. Yeah. And you know what? You should be. You can't help who you fall for. Yes, the, you can, you fucking moron. The pair paid $54,000 to find <gasps> a surrogate mother to buy a donor egg to inseminate with Phil's sperm. They placed an advert, an advertisement for you, oh, okay. for an open-minded surrogate, and Roxanne Campbell applied. Initially, I was shocked. 
said Roxanne. But they were a brilliant pair, and I saw how much they loved each other. I know the baby will be loved. And she saw dollar signs. Yeah, $54,000 worth of love. Pearl said, I'm finally going to be a mom. You were a mom, and you gave her up for adoption, you old bitch. Oh, this one's going to go to adoption, too. And not forced to give up my child. Phil's going to be a great dad. I never in a million years thought at 72 I'd be pregnant. You're not pregnant, you old bitch. And I'm in love with my grandson. I make no apologies, and I believe God has given me a second chance. Oh, God. There's, there's nothing good happening here. No. There's a, pic, there's a pic of them, and they look lovely. Hold on. Let me see. Give me. They look like a delightful pair. I don't know. You know what? I think uh, their love may be, you know, kind of for, forbidden. It's tantalizing. Maybe just the one even. that lasts. Probably not, but I don't know. Phil, it's, maybe it's Phil's, that of Shakespeare. Maybe. <laughs> that's right. William Shakespeare. <laughs> but maybe uh, Phil's got what it takes to be a dad, you know, and hang out and oh, not find younger women attractive. Uh, you think you think You're me? Fucking, you know what? Phil's doing his... it for the money. How long does he have to put in, really, before before Pearl kicks the bucket? I don't know. Well, I guess it could go both ways. I didn't I think mean, about that. If she's got the money, I mean, there's, there's yeah, there's gold diggers for ladies. Yeah. You know, marrying he these old always... horrible Mr. Burns guys. Yeah. Why couldn't there be guys doing the same thing? He could wait until girls? she kicks it and then give that kid up for adoption and take all the money for himself. Well, no, you get the kidney. You, you kidneys, you get the put all liver, that shit the on, pancreas, put all that right shit on, on ice. eBay, right on eBay. Never get caught. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, that, okay, so, so that's all I got. Right, right. So I, I just don't see, uh, I see that as kind of a disgusting thing. Yeah. I, I look at it, it's, it, it, it's. Well, and I mean, I don't really give a shit if they're in love, but I think it's weird that they're trying to. They're that, fucking though. That kid's gonna That's be. That's what's gross. They're yeah. fucking. And that kid's gonna have a seventy-two-year-old mom. Like I feel like an old mom. It's like, yeah. I thought about that too. I was like, that's a that's a old. How's she gonna even like carry that kid? Her bones are gonna break. Oh yeah, they're gonna just. Crumble. I have to carry around that 22-year-old, 22, 22-year-old baby. <laughs> I have to carry around that 22-pound baby all day, and my back is killing me. For yeah. real, I've been going to the chiropractor. Really? And I have 40-year-old bones. All right, so that's your douchebag of the week for episode 207 of The Hideous Creature Show. Okay, well, we are coming to the end of another Hideous Creature Show. If you'd like to contact us, you can do so by Googling Hideous Creature Show. We'll pop up with all the information that you need. We are on, uh, we have a telephone number, and that number is Guy Went. 503-G-U-I-W-E-N-T. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. We have the Twitter. I don't ever do the Twitter. It's I've weird. never done. I don't have a Twitter account. I've never even really looked at it. We have a Facebook, and that's where we're most active right now. If you want to jump on Facebook and contact us or send us something. If you want to look on Facebook, there's some funny shit on there. 
We have tons of yeah. funny like articles and funny pictures. Thank and you all to everybody that, kind of that posts stuff. I always uh, like to look at what listeners post on the Facebook page. It's pretty pretty good stuff. There's funny shit on there. Mm-hmm. Our special thanks this week goes out to one Michael Kelly. Jenny, anything? I don't have anything, but I just had a thought that um, 4th of July is coming up. And won't that be like technically our anniversary of doing the show? Yeah, what was, year is it? That's what I was trying to figure out. I don't know. 2009? So, did we start? I don't it think it's been 10? that. I don't think it's been that long. I think it was 2010. I want to say three years, but it... No, it's more than three years. I don't know. Well, yeah. So, so our anniversary. Should, yeah. So That's maybe right. we can figure that out and see when July our... July 4th. Yeah. No shit. So it's kind of... I didn't of, even realize that. I completely fucking forgot. It's not, you know, we haven't done like... Well, we kind of, babies happened and lives happened. Yeah, so it so hasn't been, you know, one episode per week for every week. Right. You know, we did that for a while. We were very diligent for a while, but. Um, babies happen, lives happen. Yeah. And, you know, babies and lives come first before the podcast. But yeah, it's, so That's happy, coming close. happy anniversary, Hideous Creature Show. No, we'll hit the, We're going to do another one before that, I'm sure. Yeah. What are you doing for 4th of July? My daddy is going to be here. He's coming to visit the baby, so. Like jo- like let Jolene have a bunch of M80s and yeah, you know, give her like some blackjack. Yeah, black cat. Intro to the show is Rip Torn and Jeffrey Tambor from the uh, Larry Sanders show. The outro this week is going to be shellac. We're going to do another show when we can. Until then, have a wonderful, wonderful, whenever or whatever. I don't know what would be the correct thing. I need a new sign off. Have a wonderful, wonderful. Time. Have a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful time. Span of time. Have a wonderful, wonderful span of time. All right, toodles. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>